0: Today's show is brought to you by North by North. North by North is an outdoor apparel company that specializes in versatile merino wool accessories that can be worn anytime, anywhere to help keep you comfortable regardless of the weather. Boasting anywhere from 25 to 100 plus ways to wear and use, their lightweight products are some of the most versatile you can own and can replace several items in your pack to help you save weight. Besides their incredible versatility, each product harnesses the amazing properties of merino wool to help keep you warm when it's cool, cool when it's warm, dry, comfortable, and protected from sun and insects. North by North uses only the finest merino wool fabric, which is ethically and sustainably sourced from Australia. All of their products are made from 100% merino wool. Started by an avid ultralight backpacker after the repeated failings of other commercially available neck gaiters, North by North products are trusted by thru-hikers everywhere, from the deserts of the PCT to the snow-capped white mountains on the AT. If your neck gaiter or bandana is leaving you wanting more, then check out their line of quality merino wool products at northbynorth.co. That's northxnorth.co.co, not.com not .com, because .co is more ultralight. Listeners of Trail Correspondence can score an exclusive 10% discount by using code TREK10 at checkout. That's T-R-E-K, the number 10, at checkout. Okay, to the show.
1: The community here is just mind blowing.
2: And
3: I am completely blown away.
1: I've met amazing, amazing
4: people.
3: It's an amazing community. The community is fantastic.
0: To trail correspondence presented by the track. To prepare for a through hike is to spend months reading blog posts, watching videos, and following social media accounts, trying to absorb as much information for your forthcoming journey as possible. But even the most type-A person can't completely envision what lies ahead on the trail. And thank God for that. That is precisely the premise of today's show today, our hikers let us in on how the journey has deviated from their expectations. In episode six, we heard from our first group of hikers about how the experience has surprised them thus far. Today, we'll hear from our remaining northbounders. This includes Karthika, Laura, Julie, Liam, Eric and Allison, the brother and sister duo, Angie, Dosu, and Sarah D. Here it is. Enjoy.
1: This is Karthike and Adenla Reporting from mile 98 on the trail Yes, today is day 6 I already 98 miles which is unbelievable For me, I'm going at a pretty decent pace I'm not rushing myself But just the idea of getting close to the 100 mile blows my mind away So when it comes to my expectation versus reality for me the idea of desert is vast open spaces because I think of desert in the terms of India and Africa where there's literally nothing right next to me but the desert here in Southern California is just beautiful there was surrounded by mountains and it's actually pretty wet and green this year so there's a lot of water too for example on the day one when I started my hike it was cold and was drizzling it was actually drizzling and we had water two different places before the Hauser Creek itself which was crazy it's not the same every year and what I read right online and even after that most of the days are overcast and it's not hot as what i've expected so i really didn't need a lot of water too i was just able to get by with four liters where i expected i would be needing six to eight liters every day so apart from that on the desert i read that there would be a lot of rattlesnakes And I was expecting to see at least one, but in my 98 mile stretch, I haven't seen a single rattlesnake yet. And it's really disappointing to say that, honestly, because I want to take a picture of a rattlesnake. Yeah, I'm carrying a zoom lens in my Sony camera, so I can do that from far away, but I haven't seen one, which is disappointing. Uh, And coming to my body, I thought that usually my upper body might get strained from tired from carrying all the load I'm carrying at about 30 pounds on my pack but surprisingly my upper body is doing really good it's my legs that are taking most of the beating and my foot my feet really hurt so I've been carrying this little massage ball with me and rubbing my Every stop I take for at least two minutes. Then that way, I'm hoping I don't get any plantar fascia it is. Maybe I need to save my shoes. I'm still not sure yet. I need to figure that out eventually in the next 50 miles, I hope. So that was something I haven't expected again. And the other thing is, I started from Scout and Frodo's, right? So we were 18 members on the first day on the trail. And my expectation on that day was like, oh, I'll be hiking with most of the people. That would be really cool. But the thing is, we are actually following the concept of hike your own hike so everyone does their own thing on the trail they have their own particular strategy or everyone listens to their own body they have their own pace which is fine with me too i really enjoy hiking alone and the interesting part is i actually bump into people at the same stop and same town and most of them are the same people that i keep meeting again and again so it kind of became a trail family too uh, i make good friends with them from people all over the world there were people from europe south america north america and so far it seems like i'm the only one from india which is actually funny to say so overall i think that easier for me i thought it would be way harder than what i had expected i don't like to say easier in the terms like oh i can just run 98 miles no it was hard but not as hard as what i had expected and the community here is just mind-blowing starting from Scotland frodo's just huge thanks to them and so grateful for their help and to those who actually put water in those long waterless mile stretches on the trail huge thanks to them and yesterday I actually met a couple who give hitch rides to the hikers from the scissors crossing to Julian every day back and forth they literally do that just to help the hikers out to get to the town I was blown away hearing to their stories like Why would anyone go out of their way and help the hikers in such a way? It's just amazing to me. I I feel like I need to give back to this community a lot too. I will surely do that one day. And the best story that stands out in this early stretch for me is cowboy camping. I was really afraid to do cowboy camping at the beginning. Because, you know, I thought, oh, there will be a lot of scorpions, rattlesnakes, and tarantulas, and, you know, poison oaks. So many things. But I haven't really... Experienced any of those until now so I cowboy camped at scissors crossing which was on sand basically I don't I don't even have a ground sheet. I just put my sleeping pad and slept on it It was the best night and I had the best sleep even though it was windy I really fell in love with the idea of cowboy camping. So once I go to the Warner springs I'm actually planning to buy a tyvek ultralight ground sheet and mostly I'm gonna try cowboy camping here and there The best story that stands out you know most of the things that i had expected is not really happening on the trail but the reality is actually way better than my expectations and i'm in love with the trail thank you everyone this is kartike and Adinla. take care
2: Hi everybody, it's Laura and I am speaking to you from mile 109.5 on the Pacific Crest Trail. I am at Warner Springs and it's about a week into my through hike. And today I'm going to be talking about expectations of the trail that I had compared to reality. And I think that I would have liked to say before I started that I didn't have a lot of expectations about what this hike would be like. But that would be wrong because I had done so much Research and reading and watching YouTube videos that I obviously had a lot of expectations. And so reality hasn't been too far off what I was expecting. But I will say that in a number of different areas, what reality has been is just what I was expecting, but more extreme than I was expecting. And that really does apply in a few different areas. Um, The first is just about the community that surrounds the Pacific Crest Trail and through hikers, um, especially, especially, you know, trail angels and trail magic. I've only been out here a week and I am completely blown away by how incredibly generous and supportive the people who are, are, you know, adjacent to the trail are. And I knew that that would be the case because I'd heard that so many times, but I'm just astounded at how actually overwhelmingly amazing the community is um you know especially i mean i'm at warner springs right now this is a very small community in southern california they have basically a post office and a restaurant and a gas station and a community center and their community center for three months of the year basically turns itself completely into a uh, resource and haven for through hikers and they allow us to camp here and they have places for us to have showers and do laundry um, charge our phones they have a little resupply store for us um, and they do ask for donations and the, those donations do go to fund a lot of community programs here but just the the joy that the volunteers have and we in helping us is is absolutely beautiful to see Um, And that's that sort of generosity has happened almost every single day. Well, every single day I've been on the trail so far, although it's only been a week, Um, starting from the absolutely incredible Trail Angels Scout and Frodo that I stayed with in San Diego. Um, You know, then when I went to Julian, you know, a few days in, there was an amazing trail angel named Ghost who drives... Almost every day during hiker season, 40 miles from his home, and helps rides with or helps gives rides to hikers and helps with logistics, helps rescue people who are stranded. Um, and he was an amazing resource for me and gave me uh, several rides. So, you know, that's just another example. And won't accept a penny. Um, in exchange for his help for gas money or anything. Um, there are water caches. I've encountered a few of them already. Um, this can be a very dry stretch of desert and people bring pallets full of jugs of water for hikers to drink. And it makes the traveling this this dry stretch um, much, much easier. And then since I've been at Warner Springs, I took a zero here. So I've been here for over 24 hours and they people just come by with like a guy came by with like five pies that were freshly baked that we all ate and then um at dinner time tonight this lovely person just dropped off there was an an art gallery opening or something and there was a bunch of leftover food like all this beautiful sandwiches and desserts and um, shrimp and just like put it down on the table and about 20 of us just sat there and devoured it all so just the like thoughtfulness and and generosity and enthusiasm that people have has been what everyone says and more Um, The other area that's been a little bit more extreme than I expected was to do with the weather. Um, Obviously, this is desert. I expected it would be hot. It's apparently not even as hot as it usually can be, and I am finding it so hot. So that part has been extreme, but then I also had heard that the desert could get cold and windy, and oh my gosh, can it get cold and windy? I am from Canada, and I... I have was in a storm here and I was camped with a bunch of people up on a high ridge and the wind was gusting to like 75 miles an hour and we ended up all kind of cowering under this overhang waiting for the sun to come up and we were freezing and I thought we were going to blow right off the mountain and then that day it poured it was raining and foggy and windy and I I have been in Canadian snowstorms that were warmer than this Day uh, up in the desert. So, um, you know, anyone who says, I never use my rain gear in the desert, or you don't need warm clothes in the desert, do not listen to them. I am so glad I have full rain gear and warm clothes and warm sleeping bag because it is very cold and the weather is very extreme in both directions. Um, and then I think the third area, you know, that I had some expectations about was just um the camaraderie and kind of fellowship between through hikers. Um you know, I knew that that would develop. I didn't think it would develop so quickly. Uh, I've already made some wonderful friends right from day one. You could just see people who were helping each other and, you know, so friendly and open. And, you know, I just can't believe how well I feel like I know people after only knowing them for even a, a day or two. And I'd heard that many times, but I just I think I needed to be here to experience it to actually know how intense that kind of bonding and fellowship can be. So that's kind of it for me for now. Um, you know, just a weekend. I'm having an amazing time. I'm holding up all right. Um, I've got some blisters. Uh, warner springs i have to say I, the majority of people after their first week of hiking limped in here rather than walked so there's a few injuries um, a sprained ankle some achilles tendonitis some extreme blisters that honestly like look like they could use some skin grafts um so i've got a few blisters but nothing to complain about compared to other people but i'm just continuing to take it fairly easy with my mileage trying to keep it under 20 miles a day for my first couple weeks and uh, I'm just so looking forward to seeing what the trail has to offer. Um, the desert section, because it got so much rain this year is absolutely exploded with wildflowers. I've been trying to learn some of the flowers. I've committed to kind of trying to learn about five spe- new species of flowers every day. And, uh, there are way, way more than that, that I could, uh, that I could learn. So it's beautiful. I'm, you know, loving it. And, uh, just, so excited for the rest of this trip. So thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
5: Hey, backpacker radio. Um, this is Julie. I am talking to you from Julian, California. Um, it is day six for me on the PCT. So things are going well. Um, let's see. The physical part of the hiking is about what I expected. Um, it's, it's hard and the desert is hot, <laughs> which shouldn't be surprising. Um, the funny thing is it's only like 80 degrees in the desert right now and it, it feels really hot. But I think it's because the, um, you know, the sun is just like relentless. So I do have an umbrella, which I think is amazing and would highly recommend. Um, it just, I don't know, even if it's just like mental, it just makes me think it's so much cooler. So yeah, physically I'm doing pretty good. Um, I have some blisters and, you know, my knees are sore, but I think that's all kind of to be expected, especially your first week. Um, I'm pretty impressed, actually, with how my body's, you know, been been hanging, on, um, hanging in there. Um, it always, you know, of course, hikers love to talk about, like, base weight and stuff. And I kind of, like, laugh or I just sort of... Anytime someone starts talking about that, um, it makes me laugh because I am carrying like 70 more pounds since I'm bigger um, than, you know, most women who are out there. So like people are like, oh, I'm going to drop my base weight by two pounds or something. And it just cracks me up because um, I know that, um, you know, your base weight is technically just the gear. But I mean, really, your legs are carrying your body, too. So um, so I'm happy with so far how my body's hanging out, um, hanging in there. So that's cool. Um, the social side of things has been harder than I expected. Like everyone has been super nice and supportive. Um, but I can't really say that I've really made like connections with anyone and that's hard. Um, just because I come from very close family and friends. So to be out here where I don't really feel like I'm connected with anyone yet is, is hard. It's taking its toll. So I'm hoping that gets better. You know, those things take time. It's not like You know, these things happen overnight, so I'm definitely hoping um, that that gets better. Um, The views so far have been ridiculous. Uh, I didn't know that, I don't know, I just, I couldn't imagine that the trail would be so pretty so quickly. It's just gorgeous. Um, Part of that's because the desert, um, they've had a lot of rain this year, so the desert is full of wildflowers. Um, So we're definitely getting kind of a treat with that. So, yeah, the views have just been phenomenal um, I've had some really hot days I had a really cold day on, up on Mountain Laguna um, it got down to like 30s that night so it's it's just crazy to me how you know you go for from extremes one extreme to the other so um, you definitely have to be prepared for both you know hot and cold um, so yeah kind of a crazy story that happens um, the first night my first night at Hauser Creek um, I was sleeping and well I wasn't asleep yet it had just gotten dark and uh, another hiker who was camped next to me, um, we heard, we thought we heard someone yell, "Help!" So we get out of our tents to go kind of investigate, and two other hikers walked up from the creek to go look, and we kind of called out and walked up the trail and didn't find anyone. So we like went back to bed. Well, around 10:30, this helicopter started swooping over the canyon, super super low, with hugely bright lights, um, and out of the helicopter, they identified themselves as the sheriff's department and they said, Hey, we're the sheriff's department. Shine your hand lamp at the helicopter. We're looking for you. So it was it was crazy. They did they were look they were kind of flying back and forth for like a half an hour, um, shining like really close. It seemed really close to our tents. Um and then uh sheriff's department like SUV came down too and kind of said are you guys all okay and we were like yeah and so they drove on down this dirt road so I don't know if that's connected to the the thing that we heard earlier when we thought we have some help you'll help but it was a very exciting first night um so that was a little bit crazy Uh, the other thing that's happened to me that was crazy it's not that crazy but it's just never happened before is um, I scooped some water out of a, a stream out of a water source and I put my filter on top and I went to drink it and there was like a fish looking back at me and I was like, oh my God, there's a fish in my water bottle. So it was just funny. So I dumped it back out. But, um, so yeah, things are good. So I Nero today and Julian, um, I hiked 17 miles to get here yesterday and then spent the night. And then today I've done like town chores. Like I did some laundry and resupplied. And then, um, I'm going to hitch back out with some hikers, um, around four after the heat's over. Um, to get back to the trail. Uh, and we'll do like five or 10 miles tonight. So, um, yeah, I hitchhiked for the first time. That was, you know, not a big deal at all. A lovely couple picked me up and were super nice. So, um, that, you know, that was something I was really stressing about, which turned out to be not a big deal at all. So, yeah, things were going pretty well so far. I'm hoping the social scene for me gets a little bit better. Um, I probably, you know, need to be a little bit more outgoing, maybe, um, and a little more confident, and, and it would help with that. Um, do not have a trail name yet. I'm, 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 no, that'll come too, I'm sure. But definitely I'm excited to get my trail name. So, um, that's all I've got for you guys. Um, signing off from Julian, California. I'll talk to you down the trail.
4: Hey guys, coming at you a little bit late with assignment four, Um, I'm about a couple days into my thru-hike now, and if you hear a fan, it's not because I'm pooping, it's because I'm soaking my foot in Epsom salt. But yes, to get started, the journey has been a lot different than I thought it would have been. I have crazy, crazy, crazy blisters because I started in a 10.5, and I'm normally a 10. I'm now wearing a 12. I'm wearing Ultra Lone Peak 4.0s. I was wearing Lone Peak 3.5s, so... I don't think that I had to do with the, the, the shoe. I think I had to do with the size. So my feet have crazy blisters. If you follow the trek, you might have seen them on there. They've been on the story. They've been on um, an actual Instagram post when Jukebox took over. It's been crazy. Um, so the experience has definitely been a little bit different than I thought it would have gone in the beginning. It's harder than I thought it was going to be, but not in the aspect of, like, doing the climbs and doing all that. It's hard in the aspect of, like... My feet. It's been super hard for me to get comfortable on trail because my feet just constantly, constantly hurt. So that's something that's really set me back. Um, I've met amazing, amazing people, which is crazy. And uh, one of my biggest fears on trail was like meeting people that would understand me from me. So I think that these people do, and I really like them a lot. So I hope they stick around. Um, we've hiked a couple hundred, we've hiked some miles together so I'm hoping that they're around for a while they're really great they're really understanding uh four of them did the Appalachian Trail last year so they're very knowledgeable they know a lot about thru-hiking they kind of have it down they can pack up camp in 15 minutes which to me just blows my mind so it's it's been amazing they've been such an incredible incredible part of this experience and I'm very grateful for them and then the ones who are new to thru-hiking are just as experienced and inspire me and help me push me forward and help cut each other's base weights and help each other with resupplies and it's been it's been really amazing i'm very happy to be here uh the community's been great i definitely think that um everyone i thought like people who did the pct were kind of crazy you know like i'm definitely not your average outdoorsy kind of guy so I was definitely nervous coming in here that, like, I'm a little weird, I'm a little different. So I thought these people were going to be like, who is this kid? And I definitely think people have been like that. But I definitely think that who I am has been received very positively, which is really inspiring and really great for me. I mean, that's pretty dope. But, yeah, I think that we have a couple climbs under. there. I, the, the climbing's been harder than I thought it would be. I need to have, I need to work on my muscle stamina. Like, I'm able to walk very far, but when there's climbing involved my body's like, hey, Liam, my feet are like, my feet are like, yo, Liam, we can walk. Even with the blisters, they're like, we can walk. But my legs are like, hey, Liam, we can't lift you up this mountain. So that's been a little bit more difficult than I thought it would be. But again, it's a learning curve and I'll get stronger and stronger each day. But yeah, that's kind of the update so far. I'm really looking forward to talking to you guys. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram at Pale. You can see my trail family um, I Instagrammed pictures of them, and when we all slept in a pit toilet together. I think I'm gonna talk about that in the next episode, though. But yeah, it's been amazing. Here we go.
3: Hey, this is Allison,
6: and this is Eric. We're checking in from julian california which is roughly off mile 77 of the pacific crest trail um we're currently taking a zero today to our first zero to heal up a little bit um but we're going to talk about our reality versus expectations of the trail so far
3: yep um so i guess um i was thinking a lot about this yesterday on our long hike um I knew the trail would be hard. Um, I knew the desert would be hard. I knew it would be long, hot stretches. Um, I don't think I was quite expecting it to be as grueling as it is. And I think part of that is my uh, footwear choice. Uh, that just kind of made my feet miserable for the past couple days. Um, but we actually got really lucky on the first day and had um, cooler weather, overcast skies, a little drizzle. Um, so I was not expecting that and that was nice. Um, but otherwise the desert's pretty much what I expected. Um, warm and kind of, um, just, it's not great to it's hike like a through. Desert. It's, <laughs> it's a desert. It's, it's not the most fun. Um, but this rest in Julian is awesome. Um, I was also not expecting to everyone on the trail whether it's uh, other people who are hiking or trail angels or just people along the towns um, to be as nice as they are like everyone is just so incredibly nice and supportive and it's it's an amazing community Um, I don't know if you were expecting that bro but
6: Um, yeah I'll I'll start with that Um, one really interesting thing is you start pretty much with like 40 other people in the morning. Uh, Obviously we started with like the Scout and Frodo group and so you kind of leapfrog these people every day so you see people you saw on the first day maybe like four days in when they catch up and you slow down or vice versa. So it kind of like these little checkpoints of meeting the same people is fun but then you also kind of start overlapping with people that started other days so there's like this kind of interesting web of people that the trail kind of morphs together. The trail itself, I expected it to be hard, (laughs) but it has been. Um, And I'll just say this is useful information probably for some listeners out there. Uh, I have really narrow feet, so I bought narrow uh, hiking shoes to hike in, but those don't work. Yeah, they don't work. Day four and five, my feet are swollen like an extra maybe quarter inch on both sides. So yep. I'm actually having a buddy who I'm super grateful for. Thanks, Jason, Thank you, Jason, for driving out some new shoes today from San Diego. So I'm switching from my narrow shoes to like a wider shoe box today. And hopefully that keeps my blisters down, which has been yep. a little bit of a problem. Part of the reason why we're taking a zero today. Um, but the views have completely exceeded my expectations. The yeah. first 77 miles. It has been gorgeous. Just like endless vistas of desert. Yeah. Um, the,
3: sun rises. the sunrise oh my is amazing. God, yeah, gorgeous. Yeah.
6: So that's worth all the pain, and having yeah. a really good group of people to hike with, mm-hmm. that's kind of exceeded my expectations too. Because I, I guess I just pictured my sister and I hiking um, together without a group until later in the trail, mm-hmm. just because I thought that's how it worked, but. We had a pretty good little group of seven people that we had going for about five days until yeah. today, where four of us are taking a zero, <laughs> and three others are off doing who knows what else. Um, so that's been interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm sure hopefully we meet back up with the people who are still hiking that we've been hiking with, because it's been fun camping with them. For um, sure. And one, just at Scissors Crossing, uh, so one interesting story. Um, that's at mile 77, which is where we got our hitch into Julian. It's just like the most brutal stretch that we've had so far, both Allison and I with our feet hurting. And it's just like this gnarly, rocky descent
3: Ugh, from
6: the ridge. It was hot and sandy. and yeah. uh, But we get to under the bridge. We hear like this loud music playing and there's some trail magic set up with uh, a big boom box. Uh, They're grilling burgers, beer, beer, foot massages, yeah. everything. And that Chairs. was awesome. It,
3: was, it made the day yeah. worth it. Like so. Our mood is yeah. just so much greater after that.
6: I think we've gotten free beer from <laughs> trail magic three out of five days on the trail, so that's yep. a pretty good ratio. You
3: feel a little spoiled right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
6: Yeah. All right, I think that's all we have for episode four. Till next time.
3: See you guys.
7: Hey there, this is Angie from Michigan checking in from the PCT. Um, I'm a little past a week here, Uh, nine days in, took a zero at Warner Springs, and today I'm going to talk to you about expectations versus reality. And I think for the most part, um, everything was sort of like I imagined it would be. Getting started was really, not getting started, but getting into the hike happened all so quickly. I worked up until leaving. A lot of things were happening at home. And uh, I was a little overwhelmed, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to when doing something like this. Um, so I had a little trouble collecting my thoughts for the night before and the first morning, but um, or the first night, which for me was the first morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think things seem to be kind of what I expected, but it's just amazing. I didn't know how I'd feel, and I feel amazing. Um, You know, the stuff I didn't really know what to expect was weather and what the water resources would be like, because it changes every day from year to year. Um, And the weather has been both very hot and very cold so far. So um, there have been days where I've been bundled up and it's been drizzling on me. And there's been days where I wish I could hike with almost nothing on. Uh, But I have to wear things because I'm a redhead and... Uh, I got sun sun poisoning on my leg, or maybe not sun poisoning, but uh, really bad sunburn on my lower legs from wearing shorts, and I was using SPF 100, and it didn't matter. (laughs) So so I had to start hiking in pants, even though I was very hot. Um, But yeah, so other than those sort of unknowns, the only thing I really didn't know what to expect was whether or not I would end up alone in the first stretch, or if I would find people to hike with. And, um, and I, I found people to hike with right away. Um, I ended up hiking with somebody who was in the car with me on my way over to the monument from Scout and Frodo's. And, you know, it wasn't planned at all. We just started together. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't know I'd say like an hour or two into our hike we took a little break and we're sort of both saying you know hey have you seen so-and-so uh, who was also staying with Scout and Frodo and she walked up as we were finishing that break and then we stuck together and then um, a little more than halfway through the day we had somebody else sort of hang out with us and, and so we stuck together that first day and that was pretty cool and uh, here we are nine days later and we've still been hiking together every single day Um, We've actually stayed pretty close. I know a lot of groups will completely break up during the day and then just meet at the end of the night. But for the most part, we've only ever been, I don't know, half an hour to an hour apart from each other. So it's been pretty cool, Um, which I guess brings me to the community. uh, And it's amazing. You know, I, a friend of mine picked me up in Los Angeles. I was hosted by another friend um, they drove me to San Diego and dropped me off at Scout and Frodo's and it was unbelievable the fact that, that they open up their house to this many people f- for so long and provide them you know, a place to sleep and running water and electricity and food and rides and they expect nothing in return. Um, it's pretty incredible. And I was there when Anish was volunteering and that was unexpected and so cool and probably really uncomfortable for her because when I realized it was her, I I think I stared at her for quite some time and, uh, just said, I, your book is in my cart, my Amazon cart or, um, I hadn't pulled the trigger on buying it because I knew I wouldn't be able to read it before I left. Um, and she said, thanks. (laughs) So, um, you know, I can only imagine the people in the community that know her sort of being very excited. That's a lot to take in all at once. But anyway, you know, she gave me a tour of the house, and um, I was really honored to sort of be welcomed into this world by such incredible people. Um, and then the new volunteers. You know, the morning we left, uh, I got into a truck with two other hikers, and Scout said, "Now this is this is Angelina's first time volunteering, so make sure she has a great time." And to be able to share a car ride with somebody who doesn't really understand what we're doing, but has some idea and she loves hiking herself. Um, it was really cool. sort of like a a brand new passionate hiker person was created that day. And, uh, it was wonderful. And, you know, everybody that we've met on trail, even the hikers, a lot of the hikers are brand new through hikers. Um, I'm finding that the majority of the people we meet have never done this before. And, um, And everybody seems to just be really good to each other. Everybody seems to share everything. There doesn't seem to be any sort of awkwardness. And, you know, people just tend to be kind. And if they don't want to talk to you, they say hello and they move on. Um, Everybody's out here for a different reason, and I can respect that. So, um, So the community is fantastic. You know, we've experienced some water caches, which would have been incredibly difficult long stretches without water if they weren't there. And then we finally experienced trail magic yesterday morning. Um just past the 100 mile mark. I can't remember the, um, the name of the place, but there's a water source there. And we woke up and sort of lollygagged a little bit. We were going to leave right at seven, but we were a few minutes late. And I'm so glad we were because, um, because Celeste and Ron showed up with, um, with a whole bunch of food. They had hard boiled eggs and cinnamon rolls and butter and, and rolls and soda and just all sorts of stuff. And, You know, they said that their son had hiked in 2017 and they wanted to they wanted to give back to the community. So it's been pretty fantastic. And then, you know, what's happening here at Warner Springs is pretty wonderful. The space, the running water, the electricity, the bucket showers, everything. It's just very cool. Most people have been very open to us when we meet them. So it's pretty fantastic. I would say. I would say as far as the actual walking and the trail is concerned so far, it's what I expected and it's what I researched. You know, my body hurts. I've been really hot. I've been really cold. I've been really tired. I've been really thirsty. I'm starting to get hungry. Um, but I didn't know how I was going to feel and I have felt so good out here. Um, so good. I mean, um, like I said, it was really difficult to leave home. Um, I lost somebody, uh, two days before I started and, um, like it, that's a difficult thing to have to, um, walk away from. So, uh, it's been really good to find such joy in all the little things out here. It's been great. Super great. So, um, yeah, it's day nine. I'm a little bit late uh with this one but i'll be i'll be reporting back in pretty soon about gear so until next time this is angie
5: bye
8: what's up trekkers dosu here coming at you from doc campbell's post over by the Gila Wilderness we're taking that alternate because I heard it was supposed to be super gorgeous and that has not disappointed Uh, this morning I woke up uh, hiked a few miles at 8 a.m. it was my seven day trail anniversary so that was pretty cool today I'm going to talk about my reality versus my expectations that I had for the CDT Um, I'll start from the very beginning Uh, I spent $100 to use the Camp Crazy Cook service. Uh, Honestly, I was like, what the fuck am I paying $100 for? Uh, And I found out real quick that it was pretty much the best deal I've ever had in my life. Uh, The expectations there were pretty low and everything turned out to be amazing. Uh, He picked us up in town, took us back. We got to stay overnight. So first night was free, so it was practically like a hotel room. We had a family dinner, got to know the people I was starting with. Uh, Just had an amazing time. Um, So that was uh, blew away my expectations. Uh, First day on trail, uh, had a hangover. Did not expect that. Uh, Did 26 miles. Realized that I left my tent in my friend's car uh, that morning. So cowboy camped. Uh, Was a rough 26 miles then I find out that my sleeping pad didn't work so that I totally expected that sleeping pad to work did not work that was a bummer as far as trail conditions go uh everything's been pretty much as I expected um with one big difference is I'm doing a lot more miles than I thought I was going to be able to do right out the bat um right now we're at Doc Campbell's post and this is uh, the about 8th day, um, even with 2 town stops. So that's been pretty cool. Um, feeling really good. I got an ankle that's a little bit swollen, um, so that kind of sucks. But besides that, feeling really good. Um, the Gila is amazing. More than I expected from an alternate, let alone the CDT. So makes me super excited for what's up to come the community on the cdt has been pretty good uh i feel like a lot of the hikers out here have done at least one trail um the only drawback about that is there's a lot of guys that uh feel like they're experts when it comes to through hiking and mansplain the shit out of everything um even to me uh so that has been like an eye-rolling kind of experience on the cdt As far as the um, compassion and everything that I've loved about the AT, I see that a lot so far here on the CDT, which has been amazing. We've still yet to get Trail Magic, but um, everyone's just been super welcoming and kind to everyone. Um, So that's been a real plus. As far as Trail Family goes and the trail dynamic, I... I expected to be hiking with a lot of friends that I had hiked with before. I had some starting after me, um, some starting before me, haven't caught up to any of them. Uh, I have been hiking with uh, my friend Earthcakes and uh, Grouch, um, didn't really expect that. Uh, also didn't really expect her to talk as much as she, or as Earthcake does. Hey, she she kind of talks a lot.
2: What are you doing? What are you doing, Gozu?
8: I'm um, recording a podcast.
2: Oh, did you tell them the story about this morning or last night when uh, we only set up our rain fly, uh, our bug nets, and then it started raining in the middle of the night?
8: No, I, I didn't tell them that story yet.
2: Oh, you should totally tell I, that well, story. I should tell them
8: that story. Yeah. But well, why don't you tell them?
2: Well, last night, <laughs> last night we only uh, set up our bug nets, and then all of a sudden at like 1:30 a.m. it started raining,
6: mm-hmm. and
2: um. I called you
6: mm-hmm.
2: and was like, Dozook, Dozuk, mm-hmm. it's raining.
8: It was. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And yeah. then you're like, I only see the stars. Mm-hmm. Like, it's raining. Yeah. What happened yeah. next? <laughs> well, then we ran outside and put the rainflies flies on. Mm.
8: Uh-huh. Cool. Do you think I can finish up this podcast now?
9: Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Thanks. Cool.
8: Okay. Yeah. So you guys can see what I mean. She just loves to talk, um, but we get along great. She's pretty cool. Uh, hikes fast as me which is awesome Uh, we've been crushing some big miles having a good time uh, and that basically sums up the last seven days of the content of divide trail Uh, i posted a couple videos so if you guys want to check them out on the treks youtube Uh, most people don't like my videos but maybe you guys will all right this is dosu signing off
9: Hi there everyone this is sarah duma where in the world is carmen san diego and where am i i'm on the continental divide trail just past mile 100 on day number six in my tent so the last six days from the mexican border how has it been it's been a lot of sand a lot of sun and one sleepy snake The biggest challenge I'm having so far is the navigation because the trail isn't um, as well defined as I would like it. Uh, Most of the time, I'm just scanning the horizon, looking for the next trail trail marker so a post a big sign and uh, I don't have the best eyesight so (laughs) I'm finding I'm opening up the gut hooks app quite often just to double check my position and the direction I need to walk in once I have that figured out then I'm zigzagging and skirting around shrubs and just kind of choosing my own way to get to that trail sign and then I'm repeat 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 for the rest of the day Uh, sometimes I I get confident and I don't check the app for a while and I'm just keep trudging along. And then when I check the app, oops, I'm half a mile off course. And then I just kind of bushwhack my way through a whole bunch of thorn, thorny things to to get to the trail. My um, purple shirt has multiple holes all torn up not only from thorns um, but there are quite a few barbed wire fences so you have two choices you go over or you go under because there aren't always there isn't always a gate to get through Uh, i'm not confident enough to hop over a barbed wire fence so i'm doing a lot of crawling underneath so it's a pain when you get to these fences you need to take off your pack throw your pack over the barbed wire fence get down on your belly, and then crawl underneath. And um, there's a lot of like thorny things that can prick you (laughs) as you're crawling underneath. So that's not fun either. Uh, in terms of the hikers, there are a lot of experienced hikers out here, uh, many of them chasing their triple crowns, but there are a fair number of first timers. Some first timers, they're, they're killing it. They're excelling, uh, keeping up with uh, the experienced hikers. And then on the flip side, there are people who are struggling. They, ha- they don't have a lot of know-how to how to manage the resources in the desert, or they have really heavy overloaded and i've heard of a number of rescues in the last few weeks of um there's hiker that ran out of food there's a hiker who uh left their tent in the the night and then got disoriented and was found wandering delirious from border control like that like this is this is scary, scary, scary stuff. Um, New Mexico boot heel is a brutal, harsh environment. So no one should be going in without a proper amount of planning. And if someone is lacks of confidence, uh, they should not be solo and perhaps be traveling with a partner or in a small group. Other than that, um, I'm finding the trail quite Easy. Perhaps it's because I've just come recently from Israel where that desert trail was absolutely nuts with all the technical scrambling stuff in the uh, slot canyons. Uh, this trail doesn't have a lot of elevation change, it's so it's fairly easy walking as long as your body can put in those long, long, um, mile days. And, uh, I have no problem with that. So I'm having a good time. I'm, I'm hiking every day with a smile on my face and, uh, I'm, I'm loving it. So on day number four, I had uh, two kind of interesting incidents happen. The first was I was walking along, then I came upon this poor, unfortunate dead cow. It was a bit gruesome because the cow was partially decomposed, but I stopped to, um, you know, film the cow uh, for my YouTube channel. And uh, as I was filming the cow, the uh, air changed and this atrocious, uh, disgusting terrible smell wafted up into my nostrils and i immediately started uh wrenching like i I threw up one time and I thought I need to escape this foul smelling air and I took off running. As I was running, I could still smell that rotten animal and I threw up four more times. So I threw up a total of five times. Um, Where I ran uh, was made a huge detour around the cow. uh, So I put in some uh, bonus miles, but it was worth it to escape the, the smell. And then later on the same day, I was walking on a dirt road, and the dirt road uh, doesn't have any traffic on it. Really, it's just a very wide trail, and uh, I was just having uh, having some fun. I was listening to some music, do do do, and all of a sudden, I notice my right foot is about to plant down in the middle of a rattlesnake. So my I pulled back my foot at the last moment. I quickly took some steps back and um, rattlesnake didn't even move. He was a young guy, not too long, but he was fat. So I think he was super sleepy, just laying there, digesting a great meal and did not care at all about uh, me coming through because I know the snake is aware because I'm, I'm, obviously pounding, pounding the ground as I'm, uh, walking through, but, um, did not feel the need to get out of my way. So that was, uh, a wake up call for me because if I had stepped on the snake, I would have surely been bitten one, 100%. And, um, There's no excuse for being careless like that. Um, The the snake was camouflaged on the road, but really, I need to pay way better attention to uh, where I'm stepping, especially since I'm I'm hiking alone and there aren't uh, other people around me. Uh, Sometimes I go hours and hours and almost a whole day without seeing another hiker, but then. Uh, we usually kind of congregate where there is uh water available, so the c d t c has five water caches in the area uh, other than that, there's no natural water sources, so you're getting your water from these disgusting uh, usually disgusting camel uh camel <laughs> cow tanks and cow troughs and so the ones that are have clear water, yes, great, but the majority of them are green water. Uh, tanks full of bugs, and a thick like algae sludge floating on top. But with a good filter, you can make do. Uh, what I'm really loving is all the first that I'm experiencing. So, you know, first uh, stretch, first zero day I took in Lordsburg, and first 100 miles, and and it really takes me back to all the fun and all the memories that I had on the AT in 2014 and the PCT in 2018. And um, it's taking me back to those moments and those emotions. And I'm, I'm doing something new, but I'm also reconnecting with uh, some of the greatest times in, in my past. So I'm loving this trail, continuing forward. This is Sarah Duma. Live long and prosper. So say we
0: and that concludes today's show. In our next episode, we'll once again check in with our second group of hikers to learn how their gear is treating or mistreating them so far. If you enjoy the show, we'd be massively grateful for your review on iTunes. This goes a long way to getting the word out to others who share your enthusiasm for the trail. Also, be sure to subscribe to ensure you don't miss future episodes. Today's show was edited by our guy, Pauly Boy Shalcross, who is also the genius behind these tasty tracks. You can keep up with the show on Instagram at TrailCorrespondence, on Twitter at ThruhikerPod, and on Facebook at facebook.com/slash TrailCorrespondence. You can also get a hold of us via email at podcast at track.co. Signing off for now. Happy hiking.